last episode we talked about uh Daniel's prophecy of the go to hand statue uh and John's revelation and how they related uh to um Satan and they predicted the fall of um Rome or the fall of humanity um and how uh those kingdoms that were mentioned in Daniel's prophecy uh represented a belief system that would be done away with or that uh yeah that would be done away with uh but before we saw the return of heaven to earth but where did those belief systems come from uh and how did uh we get so ingrained or how did they get so ingrained into our everyday lives that they uh began or that they ended up ruling societies and not just you know random societies but uh world powers again how we see uh god um how we see and understand our creator directly impacts our reality and everything in it uh last episode we talked about the ten commandments uh and how these laws were made under duress so let's pick back up uh on that point right here um just to be clear the ten commandments were given as instructions to steer the israelites away from death and destruction and that the ten commandments don't in in and of themselves uh lead to a place that we call heaven um mark ten seventeen through 27 tells us this with the young rich man that comes to jesus and asks how does he uh, inherit eternal life jesus replied that you know you obey the ten commandments and he lists what the ten commandments are and then a young rich man says i do all this uh and Jesus said, oh, you're missing one thing. Sell all your possessions and follow me. And the young rich man turned away and left. And uh, Jesus' response was, only through God can you enter into the kingdom of heaven. And that possessions, uh, worldly possessions, can blind us to uh, that presence of God. And the reason why these laws were necessary is because the Israelites uh, who we call God's chosen people were doing all these things, right? In fact, right before the laws were mentioned in the Bible, the Bible tells us that Moses set apart three cities uh, where someone could flee to if they committed manslaughter. Uh, Deuteronomy 4, chapter 4, verse 42 says, killing his neighbor accidentally without previously hating him. And the Israelites were so disobedient that the Lord had to speak to them from a fire in the cloud in total darkness from a mountain. The Bible tells us that it was fear, not love, that causes the Israelites to accept the Ten Commandments. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 25, the leaders of the Israelite tribe say, But now, why should we die? This great fire will consume us and we will die if we hear the voice of the Lord, our God, any longer. Uh, so from that point on, the at least the Israelite leaders associated the hearing from God or the voice of God with death. Uh, now it's important because Jesus says that the greatest commandment is to love God and your neighbors. But how can you truly love God or anyone for that matter if you honestly fear them? 
Well, this is the theme that we're going to be diving deeper into over the next few episodes, answering the question of what's our honest disposition. You ever heard someone make a general statement uh, that you don't agree with? The belief behind those statements allude to our personal disposition. It's the natural tendency or temperament to be bent towards something or have a propensity for something. Now, we just read where the Hebrew Israelites, where the Hebrew Israelite leaders disposition toward God changed to a fearful one. Before then, Moses had a hard time controlling the people. But Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 24 says, you said, look, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and greatness, and we have heard his voice from the fire. Today we have seen that God speaks with a person, yet he still lives. But now, why should we die? The great fire will consume us and we will die if we hear the voice of the Lord our God any longer. For who out of all mankind has heard the voice of the living God speaking from fire as we have and lived? Go near and listen to everything the Lord our God says. Then you can tell us everything the Lord our God tells you. We will listen and obey. Now it's important to listen to their disposition. It sounds like they have a foreign and distant relationship with God. Verse 24 says, today we have seen that God speaks with a person and still lives. Apparently the Israelites associated hearing from God again with death. That's a really important thing to consider when reading the Bible and understanding the Old Testament disposition. And for those Israelites who hadn't learned to fear God before that moment, verse 28 drives it home. Moses says, the Lord heard your words when you spoke to me. He said to me, I have heard the words that these people have spoken to you. Everything they said is right. If only they had such a heart to fear me, and keep all my commandments always so that they and their children would prosper forever. Fear as a means of control. This brings us a lot closer to the point of this series. Our concept of God given to us through Hebrew tradition is authored by Moses. Since Moses is the filter in which we understand the will of God, it's important then to understand the disposition of Moses. For example, it's no coincidence that unpremeditated manslaughter is not only permissible during this time, the Israelites, but that the Israelites held space for those who needed to hide out after committing the act. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 11, we read, years later, after Moses had grown up, he went out to his own people and observed their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian striking a Hebrew, one of his people. Looking around and seeing no one, he struck the Egyptian dead and hit him in the sand. The next day, he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, why are you attacking your neighbor? Verse 14 says, who made you commander and judge over us? 
The man replied, are you planning to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? There is a term in psychology called psychic determinism. It says that our perception determines our beliefs, our belief system. And that our perception is comprised of built-in valuations and judgments from our past. And those experiences or the way we or the way they left us feeling become our belief system, regardless if those feelings are based in fact. A person might think he or she is a reason to blame for their parents' divorce, even if the divorce had nothing to do with the child. That belief will carry with the child all throughout life. If left unchecked, the child might think, I messed everything up. This belief then becomes embedded in every thought, word, and action we form. Soon, that pattern becomes real and constitutes a person's reality, their lived experience. Belief turns into reality. It's the reason why the Bible cautions us to guard our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. Then, too, understanding that perception entails a limited view or viewpoint. It's important to always incorporate other perspectives into your, percep- into your percep- perception. But back to Moses. Here we see a kid raised in the palace. Someone who apparently has survivor's guilt. And as a result, has developed a biased sense of justice. In other words, he ain't black. Or in this case, Hebrew. We know this because one day he kills an Egyptian for hitting a Hebrew after he witnesses their hard labor. Then the next day he tries to make peace with a Hebrew after seeing him do the same thing that the Egyptian did. Uh, It's with this disposition that the African religion is carried out of Egypt. If you recall, everything we know about religion comes from the Torah. The Torah constitutes the first five books of the Bible. The rest of the Old Testament is a testimony to the validity of the text or the Torah. Now, last episode, we talked a little bit about how the European Renaissance was inspired by a doctrine written by someone the Egyptians called Tehuti or Thoth. According to his works, uh, known as the Emerald Tablets, Thoth escaped a great flood that destroyed his homeland. He traveled to a land he called Kim, where he built up their civilization. Uh, It's important to mention that Kim is known as Egypt. His teachings were so sacred that the Egyptians had an order of priests that scribed and carried out his orders. In later years, Egyptian royalty would study this doctrine and use it as the guiding philosophy to maintain civilization. And Thoth also warns us that what he calls clever intellectuals and men of ungenerous temperament would attempt to pervert his teachings and prevent people from the light. The, the, but 
The knowledge of Tehudi Thoth is well known throughout elite circles and has been well known. In the Avengers series, his mythology would be synonymous with Thanos, partly because he warned of a great deal of wrath for anyone that betrayed his teachings. Uh, and that is what Revelations is all about, right? Uh, anyway, according to the Bible, Moses would have been aware of this core Egyptian teaching. He was raised in Pharaoh's house, remember? As a matter of fact, some historians believe that Moses' full name was Tutmosis. Uh, but anyway, Moses' disposition as an orphan who grew up in the king's palace places him at the center of every possible conflict anyone could imagine. His questioning about God had to have come into conflict with his learning. How could a righteous God allow his people to suffer? A subject he had to reconsider when he saw two Hebrews fighting. Our thoughts lead to our words. Our words drive our actions. Our actions reaffirm our belief systems. The anger, the rage he must have stored up because of the unfairness he witnessed in the world around him. Feelings that had to be justifiable in his heart. So much so that he separated land from others he separated land for others who were experiencing those same feelings. How could God be so cruel to force us to live like this? It's inexcusable. It was an ex it was excusable then for a person to murder as long as those feelings hadn't been rec recognized as hate. It was Moses's disposition, the fear of death. one we all can relate to, or at least understand. But God is such a loving God that God said, okay, Moses, I'll go with you on this journey just to answer the questions that's keeping you away from me. It was the love of God that allowed the Hebrews to meet their creator in, in Egypt and pour out their pain in Israel. Now, now we're all being called home. Uh, that is to say that we're being called to change our heart's disposition toward God. There's another perspective on reality that cha that challenges psychic determinism. It's called psychological astrology. Um, a part of its theory says that those early childhood conditions were pre-ordered prior to our birth. And a part of our purpose for being here is to remember the whole picture by healing through the blocks that blind our perspective, our perspective. It says that there is a divine order to our lives and that by aligning our lives in a way that surrender to our purpose, we become obedient to that order and unlock the promises that God has over our lives. In a word, heaven. <laughs> 